It's kind of early in the morning, so there's not many people around. A couple tourists outside. And I just walked into the main room. It's this really tall, wide room with a glass ceiling. And there's some Danish flags um, hanging around, which is very cute. And you can just kind of peer into the library. And you see the stacks of books and the old brick. Welcome to If Walls Could Dream, a podcast about stories hidden within the walls of everyday buildings. I believe every building has a story to tell, but it's up to us to listen. Last episode, we heard about the history of Copenhagen hidden in the facade of its city hall. Today, we're going inside the city hall to learn more. Uh, the thing is, all the years walking around here, discovering more and more stories, this story I just find wonderful. That's Christopher. He's a guard at city hall. He spent a lot of time here, most of it sitting there bored. But the longer he spent, the more he started to notice things. So he did some research on the architect, Martin Nierup. I started to discover there were stories in here. Of course, you start to look more and more. How is he sort of constructing the stories? Uh, and he's never using words. That's so interesting. He was himself a carpenter and a, a mason. And uh, he loves the craftsman's you know, the craftsman's work, you know. It's more important to him than all the words. That's, uh, by the way, also a very Danish characteristic, uh, that the Danes somehow feel more grounded when they work with their hands than when you are too intellectual and too much in your head and so on. So that fits very well with the times and how, how he was dealing with the building. Let the historians write the story on the wall, but let me tell the story through craftsmanship and old traditions. Martin had quite the challenge on his hands to design the city hall because it had to be both fun for banquets and events, but also serious for important meetings. He was um, creating a building which has a side towards seriousness and to the meetings, and another side towards the banquets and the festivities. And uh, the banquets are on the light side of the building, so the windows uh, in the big staircase are pointing towards the suns uh, on the on the southwest uh, side of the building, and in this staircase, this is the staircase to the banquets. Uh, now, this staircase is beautiful, beautiful with a lot of brass and a lot of um, um, work on what you call the plaster, um, with a lot of decorations with plants and birds and and so on, and you have a feeling of life as you walk up this staircase. Uh, you can almost smell the sea because there is a feeling of the sea in the motifs. You see water and so on. Uh, the sea, uh, yeah. The thing is that when I began my work in here, I tell, uh, I tell the story also to tell how we discovered the stories because in the beginning I didn't like the staircase. Uh, there was one picture at the very top uh, of the staircase which is um, made of, um, uh, what do you call that now, uh, when you have tiles colored painted tiles and you put them together and you make one big picture almost like a puzzle and that picture never i never liked that in the beginning i was 70 years back i didn't like it uh, i was not aware why i didn't like it the thing was later i found out it reminded me of my grandmother's on my father's side uh, pillows at her uh, home when i was a child i didn't like my grandmother on my father's side i liked my danish grandmother on my mother's side she had been in the resistance uh, against the nazis uh, in denmark in 1944 she fled to sweden so i was i grew up in sweden and um, so i look on the danes a little bit from outside now because i went back to denmark in 1986 when i was like 18 19 years 
And then, um, uh, but my grandmother on my father's side, why didn't I like her pillows? And why didn't I like this picture? Because she got married with my grandfather in Berlin in 1938, and he was a high Nazi. So I had, uh, you know, a very special family in that way. And I loved my grandmother on my mother's side, my grandmother on the other side, I didn't really like at all. And the thing was, when I was 18, 19 years old, she still thought or talked about Berlin 1930s like it was so wonderful. And I thought, come on. Um, so, but I was not aware of that. The thing was that I was, when I was tour guiding here in the beginning, I was going for all the things I liked and then I sort of skipped the things I didn't like. One day, one guy said to me, Christopher, I've been with you now twice. And every time we stand and look at this picture on this, um, with this, with this uh, picture I mentioned now, you never say, you, you never say anything. Why, why is that? What, what's this picture here? And I said, oh God, I didn't know. And that was very scary. Uh, also bad for a tour guide not to know anything about something so big and uh, feeling so much in a way, this most amazing staircase. Okay, so I um, um, we talked back and forth and we said, okay, uh, what do you think it is? And I said, and, and after a while we thought, oh, this picture, may this be the god of Poseidon or Neptune maybe? Because there's like a sea god on the picture. And um, um, so we agreed, you know, this, this must be the sea god of Poseidon. But uh, and there's a lot of other figures on the picture as well, a lot of women on it uh, and so on. And of course, I wondered a little bit about what it was, but uh, I didn't know any so much. Next day, I had another tour and I thought, I, I need to understand this now, what this picture is. Uh, I, could, I cannot just guess away. I took an old book about the city hall and started to read uh, the title of the picture. I got a surprise because the title was not Poseidon. The title was The Sea God of Egir says his farewells to his daughters after a banquet at the island of Lesø. Lesø, that is a Danish island. And it turns out that this is a Poseidon figure, but it's a Danish version. And in Greece and uh, Italy and so on, if you want to get close to the gods, uh, you drink wine. So what do we drink up here in the north, in, in Denmark and Sweden and, and Norway and so on? We drink beer. And uh, so if you want to get close to this god, you drink beer. He is a big beer brewer, which fits very well with the staircase because it's the staircase to the banquets, yeah, to the festivities. Okay, so um, I thought, wow, uh, this is the beer uh, god of beer, more or less. Um, and uh, start to go deeper into this. Then it turned out that this picture actually won a gold medal. Uh, it's a big, big picture. How, how many meters can that be, actually? Maybe it's three times six, seven meters or something like that in size. Maybe bigger even. Uh, so it's a grand picture there on the staircase. Okay, uh, this picture won a gold medal in the big fair of Chicago in 1893. Uh, in the big fair, I usually mentioned there were 27 million guests. There were 70,000 shops of different uh, craftsmanship uh, that was shown. Tesla and Edison were competing uh, around uh, how to use electricity, what kind of electricity we should have. Uh, there were a lot of um, uh, Scandinav Scandinavians who went to Chicago to uh, you know, show off what they could do with the craftsmanship. And uh, there was a painter called Lawrence Frulich, and he painted this big picture, and he won gold medal for it in Chicago in 1893. So he, um, 
uh, when he came back then from this big fair, one of the mayors in here uh, in City Hall said, wow, we have seven majors. And this was the, the, in those days, it was the major of finance that was the most important. He said, wow, he won gold medal in Chicago. So the picture must be hanging in here. That meant that Martin Europe had to use the picture because this major, Borup, was also the, the one who was supporting him very much. When we were standing on this, on this staircase here now, uh, once uh, as guards, we can stand there for hours and hours. I mean, the feasts, they are in the banquets, and we are standing on the staircase, and we are just, you know, saying, okay, the, the men's room is over here on that side if someone comes and asks, and otherwise we have a lot of time to wait. And then I said to my colleague, how do you think Martin Europe, the architect, made this picture fit with the rest of the staircase? He did not, it was not his choice. And my friend Fleming said, uh, he, we were standing looking at this and, and no one of us could see it in the beginning. But then suddenly Fleming discovered something. In the picture, there's a lot of seagulls and the seagulls are actually, actually flying out of the picture. In the whole ceiling of the staircase, we have seagulls flying out uh, and they are made in plaster in the white ceiling here. So you have a lot of life in the ceiling and they are flying towards the window. Now the question was, are they just flying out through the window or something happening here? So I went outside to see if there was something outside. And above the window, outside, there's a real fisherman sitting there with a fishing hat on his head, you know, and a very sharp gaze looking straight ahead. And I was thinking from the window in an angle, just straight ahead out. I was thinking, what did he look at in 1905 when this building was built? I had my idea, but I wanted to be sure. I took an old map. And I was right. On the other side of Tivoli, which is about festivities on this light side, opened the sea in those days. So I got goosebumps. I thought, wow, did the architect, you know, did he, uh, you know, put the sea god in here on the staircase, let the sea gods fly out through the window and connect it with the sea outside? And of course I was afraid if this was a translation too far. But then I found out he did the same thing on the staircase on the other side of the building, that on the dark side. The, the window to that side points towards the old city I mentioned before, we talked about before, the core of the city. And you have pictures on the wall from the old city. So the method is the same. What's outside the window he brings inside in the staircase. On this side, the light side, you have the sea on the walls and four ash trees and beneath the ash trees you have the, the fishing nets uh, from, the, from the fishing man, of course, uh, who, uh, who is hanging to dry <clears throat> on the four ash trees. And that, that this is ash trees is also important because the ash tree of Nordic myth is the tree of life. What we see here with the staircases then is that on this side you have a staircase about the beginning of Copenhagen history. We were a little fishing village once. This is where it all began. And on the other staircase you have, pointing towards the city, what it became. So you have the whole story of Copenhagen, the fishing village that became the city or the port from one staircase to the other. This is poetry. Martin might not have said much about his design, but through Christopher's observations, we are able to discover some of the stories. All the buildings around us are telling stories. We just have to learn how to listen. Tune in next time as I deconstruct more tales from the buildings around us.
Special thanks to Christopher Salholt for letting me tell his story. The music is Ever Mindful by Kevin MacLeod. This has been If Walls Could Dream. I'm Hannah Oitzman. Thanks for listening and keep dreaming.